Hey guys, before we get started on the episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Organic Priced Books. Organic Priced Books is a small business dedicated to saving you money on collected editions of the books you love. Whether that be trade paperbacks, hardcovers, absolutes, or omnibus, Organic Priced Books has you covered. They have all the brands that you love, DC, Marvel, IDW, Dynamite, and so many more. To take advantage of this partnership, go to the link in the description of this podcast and use our promo codes. Those are TFRBATPOD to save you $2 off of any order, or TFRBATPOD ship it together to save you 5% off of any order of three books or more. When you do this, not only are you supporting a small business and saving yourself money on the books you love, you're also supporting this show as you do so. So go check out Organic Price Books today. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the show. citizens of gotham to the fire rises a batman podcast focusing on all things the dark knight and his world if you'd like to connect with the show you can find us on facebook instagram and x at tfr bat pod and if you have thoughts questions comments or even suggestions for future episodes of the show you can shoot those emails to tfr bat pod at gmail.com my name is eric carter and i am your host and i am joined by a few people today Firstly, my regular co-host, Joe Fornerado. Joe, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Eric. What's going on, man? Oh, not a lot. You know, I, I told you on the last episode, I'm not really a Valentine's person, and here we are doing kind of two back-to-back Valentine's celebrations. So, You're, Yeah, the perfect episode for you to cover right here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we are not alone. I do have Joe, but we also... From Holy Batcast, because this is another crossover episode or event, we have the pleasure of having Andy DiGenova on the show. Andy, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Happy Valentine's Day, fellas. I'm sending you guys so much love and hugs, platonic love from afar, because Valentine's Day, it's not just for your romantic partner, it's to share love with everyone. So yeah, I'm sharing love, Valentine's Day, for you guys and everybody out there in internet land. Well, thank you. And uh, since you bring that up, I do have because I know you're a holiday fanatic. Indeed. Where does Valentine's Day fall for you? Like dead I was telling last. dead last. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not a huge fan, honestly. Because uh, I always felt like, like it always just feels like it's a val. It's it's a holiday to just feel pressured to do something super special for your girlfriend or wife, and no matter what you do, it's not special enough. That's how I, I've always felt about Valentine's Day. Exactly. Uh, people it's, people it's, get so worked up about the commercialism yeah. of Christmas. Oh, Come on. <laughs> it's so it's too much pressure. Um but so yes, like but 
I have embraced it over the past few years since Catherine and I have been married and, and it's a much more easygoing holiday with her and I. And so I, I enjoy it a little bit more, but I still, you know, find a way to, to have Valentine's viewing and, and celebration where I can, you know, there's not as many specials or movies, but I, I find what I can to watch. So no real fans, Valentine special. You know what you joke, but I don't even know if you're joking, but we did. We actually tried to make it happen, and schedules didn't align. So mm. we talk about it actually. And I was like, I was like, let's just do like one special. It'd be fun, or just an episode of TV or something. Just because I miss our our holiday specials, and so um, unfortunately, we just couldn't. We couldn't do it. So maybe maybe Easter. We'll we'll get back together. Yeah, Easter's well, early this year, so it's coming quick. Oh my god, is it? I didn't even check yet. Yeah, it's in March this year. All right. Well noted. Oh wow. Gotcha. Well. At the very least, you have uh, some small semblance of a celebration here, Andy. This counts. Uh, this is a Valentine's special. Absolutely. There yeah. we go. So uh, we had a blast doing our last crossover with Holy Batcast, and this was actually Joe's brainchild. Um, so, And I don't know, Joe, if you meant it for Valentine's Day or not, but you came to all of us a while back and was like, hey, why don't we rank Batman's love interests? So that's that's what we're going to do today. Um, the first half is going to be on TFR, of course, and the second half is going to be over on Holy Batcast. So you're going to have to go to the Holy Batcast feed to get the top half of our rankings. And we are ranking the cinematic love interests of Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Uh, but before we do get into our rankings, uh, we, we want to give a little love to the comics. So we're not going to go through a list or anything, but I just wanted to gauge like you guys' favorite love interest for Batman in the comics, in the comic medium. So Andy, since you're the guest here, I, I want to start with you. I know this is tough because there's been so many love interests for Batman in the comics. But if you had to pick one, who is your favorite? Oh, man. I didn't quite know this is how we were doing it. I didn't know we were just picking one, but um, I mean, we're going to talk about my real favorite when we talk about cinematic love interest, which is Catwoman. Catwoman is like, you know, it's my favorite Batman love interest, but like there, there are a lot of cinematic Catwomen and we're going to talk about all of them throughout our ranking. So when I think about like comics only someone who is, rarely made it to live action or other media. Um, I think the only time I've seen her in anything other than comics is on Gotham and that's silver St. Cloud. Mm. And I don't have a great reason for loving silver St. Cloud other than her name is awesome and she looks awesome. And I just feel like she, she definitely is representative of this really unique era of Batman in the seventies. And so, yeah, I just feel like silver St. Cloud is a cool, love interest and i'm i'm shocked that she has not been used more in other media like i said the only time i can think of is gotham and i don't know if you guys can think of anything else i do know fun fact oh hi harley hi yeah what's that yeah where is mommy where did mommy leave you are you gonna come to the show hi harley can you want to say hi everybody yeah, Batman. Can you say Batman? <laughs> yeah. Okay, love you. Say love you, Daddy. Okay, I love you. It's very <laughs> fitting for Valentine's Bye. Day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.
Yeah, all right. That's my sweet little daughter, two years old. We love her. <laughs> She's my favorite love interest. Um, aside That's from awesome. My wife, obviously. Anyway, what was I saying? Silver St. Cloud. Yes, I only remember her ever being in Gotham. But fun fact, um, the original script of Batman 89, it was Silver St. Cloud and not Vicky Vale. And that was changed somewhat late in the game. I had forgotten that. Yeah. I don't think I that. Yeah. It's random, but fun. That's really cool. Well, what I... And I'm wondering, because I've heard Joe talk about Silver St. Cloud quite a bit. I, she's honestly, kind, like, I know of her, but she's kind of a gap in my in my comics knowledge. Like, I well, think she hasn't, Yeah, she hasn't been around for a long time. And I think that's right. why, you know. But again, for me, it's more like a fun throwback. Like, it doesn't get more 70s than Silver St. Cloud. I think of the era when Batman was, you know, he was living in Wayne Tower and in and, and the 70s and everything. And so that's just what I picture when I think of her. Was she in was she in um the the dragon animated movie? Was she in that? I feel like she oh, might have been. Remember. I feel like she might have been. But yeah, maybe the, it's the Strange Apparitions run that I know her from. That's like the big um the big run with like uh you know Hugo Strange and all that stuff from the 70s. Yeah. That's she was so big on that. And I do remember her in Gotham. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I mean there's a lot of those comic love interests that kind of like were from a different era and then they were replaced by other versions or, or different, you know, just different characters altogether. Like Jezebel jet was the one from like Grant Morrison's run where it's like, he was trying to do his take almost on silver, uh, silver St. Cloud. Oh, so like wow. it's, it's I don't so think weird. I even heard of her, but yeah, but yeah. you're right. Like, yeah. I mean, and I think that's it is like, I don't know. I don't, I don't go deep on the history of silver St. Cloud other than I just think she sounds cool and she looks cool and it's mm. kind of nostalgic for her. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'd love to see her make a resurgence. Cause I think that, yeah, she, it's time. It's time for a comeback. If nothing else, it is a great name. Exactly. I mean, it sticks out more than the others. Well, awesome. Well, Joe, same question for you. Um, do you have a one and done favorite comic love interest for Batman? Well, like to Andy's point, I think um, I do have a soft spot for Catwoman in certain interpretations in the comics. Um, It's hard because like when we were trying to figure out like what we were going to do with this, if we were going to include the comics personas in the list, it was hard because like what version or what, you know, what storyline and there's so many different one offs and how do we even compile the list? So it kind of just got a little muddy and um, like for me. I've always preferred, like to Andy's point with Silver St. Cloud, I've always preferred the, um, for lack of a better term, like the normal love interest, not necessarily a villain, not necessarily a a hero. I've always actually taken more to like Julie Madison, who had a great presence in two of my favorite comics, which are um, uh, Night of the Monster Men and The Mad Monk. And she also mm. played a big part in the new 52 run with Scott Snyder uh, towards the end of that run. When Bruce has the amnesia or whatever, she was a big part in that. So I always liked that dynamic between the two of them. Um, If I had to pick one, that would be my pick. And um, other than that, though, like, yeah, there's so many, you know, different ones, one offs here and there. And those like Silver St. Cloud and Julie Madison are the two, uh, you know, normies that I that I really uh, take to. And Silver St. Cloud, for me, I know less about her than Julie Madison. So I picked Julie Madison. Well, and you, well, and, you picked and unlike, one that had such a oh. remarkable adaptation. 
Well, well, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get it out of my mouth, right? Yeah. I, was, I was like, I was like, but unlike Silver St. Cloud, there was an iconic portrayal of Julie Madison on the big screen that has been beloved for over 25 years now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, um, as for myself, this this was really tough. And I know Joe has been chomping at the bit to talk about this. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I fought between Catwoman and who I ultimately picked. Um, I picked Talia Al Ghul. So you guys all know I have a soft spot for Damien. We wouldn't have Damien without Talia. And I think he, she is just such a challenge for Batman. And at the same time, there's like this forbidden love that goes on between the two of them um, that I just, I don't know. I, I really like the dynamic between those two and the, sometimes it's combative. Sometimes it's, they complement each other and help each other. It's just an interesting dynamic. I wanted so badly to pick Catwoman, Um, but the Tom King run on Batman just for me grated my nerves with the Batman <laughs> Catwoman relationship that it just, don't, don't you mean it, bat cat don't you oh gosh don't, don't get me don't. started <laughs> no i want to get him started bad from the first kiss to the last bat cat <laughs> such a love that we just have to <laughs> kill batman over and over again uh, happy valentine's <laughs> Like like heart of hush oh the date episode that everyone loves the double date with lois oh man um, but like, I'll say like the hush Catwoman and the heart of hush Catwoman, like that stuff I love. It's the, you know, on again, off again relationship that I love with the two of them. I don't like the, I can't live without you every second of the day romance that kind of happened and eh, whatever. Well, and to that point, I mean, I just finished reading the, the hush omnibus. And that is such a good Catwoman story as much as it is a Batman story that it reminds me why I do love Catwoman. So that kind of redeemed it a little bit. But yeah, yeah. It's, I, I picked Talia ultimately because of Tom King. So congrats, Tom. And it's a little unfair uh, that the three of us have the same opinion. We wanted Jamie on to get the alternate opinion on it, but oh, Jamie yeah, doesn't, yeah. didn't want to be on. So I'm the Tom King run. Yeah. <laughs> is this his favorite? It's his favorite. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he loves totally, it so much. He's super into it. But and also like I, I'm glad you picked Talia because we're going to talk plenty of Catwomen <laughs> when we talk about cinematic love interests yeah. because uh, Catwoman has been in a lot of movies. <laughs> Whereas Talia, only one movie really, um, and kind of barely. So like, and she is arguably the second most important love interest to Batman in the comics after Catwoman, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm you know, another just mainstay and it has a lot in common with Catwoman in the will they, won't they, and they're almost perfect for each other. Almost, which is the, yeah. which is, you know, the, the, the catch. Um, and so, yeah, I think Talia had to have been brought up because she's such an important love interest with Batman. Well, and which other love interest would date rate Batman? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> she has that claim. She does. All right. Well, we've we've touched on the comics, so let's get into the main purpose of this episode. So Andy was kind enough to put out a list, um, and plenty of the the Holy Batcast listeners voted, 
as well. And we're going to get into that on the Holy Batcast portion. I'm sure Andy has crunched the numbers. He's great at that. Um, so we're going to get into the listener picks and also our top half. So on this portion, the TFR portion, we're going to do 10 through six. And the list that Andy compiled for us, which I think Joe picked the majority. To be fair, of yeah, these. Joe Joe created the initial list. I just gave feedback. Yeah. So right. Joe gets credit. This was his idea. It was, absolutely. And he's like, hey, we should rank the love interest. And I was like, cool, what does that mean? And Joe's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, well say it was a it was a great <laughs> concept with no plan of execution whatsoever. <laughs> That's okay though. We figured it out. We figured, yeah. it, out. We figured it out and and you made it much more manageable because yes, we, we decided <laughs> to go with 10 cinematic love interests to mm-hmm. rank. And then yeah, little, the nice little honorable mention for some comic love interests who would otherwise go unrepresented. So yeah, we came up with the list of uh, pretty much every love interest from every major Batman film as long as he had a love interest. So you will see a conspicuous absence with the Snyder films because that Batman didn't really have a love interest in the Snyder films. Um, you know, you you could almost make a case for a Wonder Woman, but that was more of like a flirtation than it was a love interest for real. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really count. But yeah, so we found a nice little round list of 10. What's interesting so, about that is if the, if plans had gone as they were supposed to, we we could have added Lois Lane to this list. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Woof. So yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Do you have the list handy, or or do you want? I me do to have it? it. So, okay, great. Go for uh, it. So Andy had posted this list. So we have in chronological order: um, Catwoman from Batman the Movie, Vicky Vale from Batman '89, Selena Kyle from Batman Returns. Andrea Beaumont from Mask of the Phantasm, Dr. Chase Meridian from Batman Forever, Julie Madison from Batman and Robin, Rachel Dawes from the Dark Knight Trilogy, Selena Kyle from The Dark Knight Rises, Miranda Tate from The Dark Knight Rises, and Selena Kyle from The Batman. So again, 10 through 6 is going to be on this episode, and then you'll switch over to Holy Batcast to hear our top 5. But let's get started with number 10, Andy. Who is your number 10 cinematic love interest? Okay, I'm going to rock everyone's world from the start with a controversial Uh-oh. choice. Number 10 out of 10. You're not going to believe it, guys. It's Julie Madison. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to believe it. Uh, we love Elle McPherson. Elle McPherson was, is a gorgeous woman and a lovely human being, and we love her, and I love that she was in a Batman movie. Um, the only thing is she was barely in a Batman movie and she didn't have much to do and she certainly didn't have much of a character and she disappears halfway through the movie. Um, so yeah, Julie Madison, just not a lot, not a lot to her in Batman and Robin. So she's just kind of there just to be arm candy and she lacks some depth. Although there is, I don't know if it was ever confirmed or not, but allegedly she was supposed to die in the movie. Poison Ivy was supposed to kill her. Which is why she disappears halfway through the movie. Is there a Schumacher cut of Batman and Robin I don't as well? No, you guys have never heard this. No, I, yeah, no, that's a quite a different tone. That's the <laughs> story. I, again, maybe it's rumor, but I swear to God, I remember hearing this once upon a time. Is that the reason she disappears halfway through the movie is Poison Ivy kills her, but. That didn't work for family friendly Joel Schumacher, Batman and Robin. So it got cut out. And so she just never shows up again. Wow. 
But anyway, she's my number 10 for all the reasons that everybody already knows is, is, you know, she's, she's barely a character in that film. Well, and, and, and I'll just, I don't know where Joe's at. He may be at the same place, but I'm going to jump in because she's my number 10 as well. And virtually for the same reasons that you listed, Andy, I mean, she's, it's not really a memorable role. Like for the longest time, I didn't even realize it was Julie Madison per se. Uh, I just, you know, in my mind, it was carbon copy love interest. No, you know, she was just there to be the love interest of Bruce Wayne. And there wasn't, I mean, not even really Batman, just Bruce Wayne. Um, So yeah, it's just ultimately forgettable, not her fault, but just kind of forgettable. So Joe, what's, right, well, what's your number? T- so first, let me start by saying this list was a lot harder to make than I expected it to be. And I guess I'm starting with something. Maybe I put a little too much thought into this. So I'm starting a little differently. I actually Uh-oh. have my number 10 is Miranda Tate. As, as from the Dark Knight Rises, not because like, I'm not even arguing with your points. Like Julie's barely in the movie, but for me, Miranda Tate is like barely a love interest because it's not really a love. It's this weird, you know, Bruce at this really weird time, just trying to find something. And he gets duped by this woman that he really should have seen coming. And again, I love the dark Knight rises, but to me, I'm not even going to consider that. Like I, I barely wanted to even include this on the list. It just made it around 10 uh, to include it. And Andy definitely felt like it, she should have been included. So I just, yeah, for whatever reason I have Miranda at 10 and I don't even put Talia, which is, because to me, it's not Talia in that role. I guess it is. But again, I probably put too much thought into it. But I'm going with uh, Miranda Tate or Talia as number 10. Oh, hot take. Yeah. I like it. Though. I will say, I mean, since you bring it up and I, I want to defend my my position here is, yes, we wanted a, a nice round number of 10. And so I was like, and you were like, I don't know about Miranda Tate. And I was like, no, for 75% of the Dark Knight Rises, she is the love interest. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Like she, she plays hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So she absolutely is a love interest just because in the end we learn that she has ulterior motives and she's not who she said she was. That doesn't mean she wasn't a love interest for the bulk of the movie. So mm-hmm. I think her being on the list is totally appropriate, but yes, like how you decide to judge that is totally up to you. Yeah. Which makes the list more interesting. So I, 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 and like I, could, it. I did not look at any of the listeners list because I really didn't want it to influence me at all. And it made it, I think it made it harder for me because I'm like, I don't know where anyone's going to go with this, but, but we'll see. Excellent. All right, Andy, well, you're up with your number nine. All right. My number nine. Um, I'm just going to stay in neon Gotham. My number nine is Dr. Chase Meridian, Batman forever. I had a feeling. Yeah, much. I mean, much like uh, uh, Julie Madison, Dr. Chase Meridian, beautiful woman. We love Nicole Kidman. She's fabulous. She's Queen Atlanta. She's amazing. But her character, (laughs) her whole character motivation is she wants to bone Batman. And that's it. (laughs) And that's it. There's nothing else going on there. Um, And like there was like a great idea there of like, oh, she's a psychologist or she's a psychologist and she'll help Bruce through his trauma. Like that's a great idea. But then most of that's not in the movie. It's really just she has a crush on Batman. She wants to bone him. By the end, she changes her mind, decides she wants to bone Bruce instead. She's super shallow, but she's very pretty to look at. She's gorgeous. Um, But yeah, not again, not a lot to the character. 
Gotcha. Yeah, like and like I said, I, I'm not surprised. Um, and I, I would be surprised if Doctor Meridian is high on any lists. I'll say that. Um, but Joe, what is your number nine? I'm getting a little nervous about where I put Doctor Chase Meridian. Um, <laughs> um, so my my nine, I should have gone first. My nine is Julie Madison. Uh, for the same reasons you guys said, I just have her above uh, Talia because of my own personal preference of compiling the list, but I'm not going to dispute anything you guys said with Julie Madison here. And I think it disappoints me even more because again, I, I agree with you guys. I didn't even know it was Julie Madison when I first saw the movie. Um, but yeah, it's just Elle uh, McPherson. You're just like, you're like, Oh yeah. Elle McPherson's got a cameo. That's cute. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's my number nine. Not much to add. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, my number nine may be the actual first legit hot take. Um, I'm not sure how this is going to go over, but my number nine is Catwoman from Batman, the movie. Um, and nothing really to do with the performance because the performance is excellent. Um, but everybody who listens to me in, in this show and any other show I've ever been on, you know, that Batman 66, I don't have the same nostalgia for it that a lot of Batman fans do. I respect it. Um, I enjoy watching it from time to time, but it, it's not really what I grew up with. And the Catwoman in this movie, I don't really see sort of like what Joe was saying about Miranda Tate. I really don't see her ha- as a love interest because it's established very early on that she is playing a trick on Bruce Wayne. And, and it's a whole con. I mean, she is out and out a villain throughout the entire movie. So the only one really in love here is Bruce. There's, there's not really a reciprocation from Catwoman. Um, so for that reason, she just doesn't as a love interest score very high for me. That's okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's that much of a hot it's take. Not, I think it's, it's not that much of a hot take. I was expecting yeah, something okay. way worse. I was scared. I was scared. I was like, well, yeah. I, because yeah. I know what, what Batman 66 is. Friendship's means. over, Eric. That's it. <laughs> I'm disconnecting. Goodbye. <laughs> it was honestly what I expected. <laughs> if, maybe if Jay Yaws, he'd be he, I think he might hold it against you more than we Listen, would. Knowing knowing Andy's sensibilities in making this list, I don't think Andy is gonna have um any love loss for me in this list. Cause I Oh I I my number eight is a big hot take. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Interesting. Well, well, we'll get there. Um, but Andy, we'll start we'll start with you. What is your number eight? I will say I, I want to kind of echo something that Joe said, which is it was harder to rank these than I expected because mm-hmm. I, I learned that I don't feel that strongly about it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the quality of the movie. No, not at all. And and so like the, the bottom two was pretty easy. Um, and, you know, even maybe maybe seven and eight are, are easy. But like then once you get to, you know the middle to the top. I'm like, I like a lot of these characters a lot. So I don't really care. I'm not, you know, like, so people can pretty much rank them how they want. um, And I'm not really going to take any offense because I like most of these characters. So it's all good. Um, Anyway, that is to say my number eight is Miranda Tate. The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I already told you why I thought she should be on this list. And I do think She's a good love interest. I remember seeing the movie opening night and we all assumed she was Talia if we'd been paying attention at all. Uh, At least, you know, those nerds of us who'd been paying attention, we all assumed she was Talia. 
But Marianne Cotillard was so good as Miranda Tate that while mm. watching the movie, I started to doubt it. I started to go, maybe she's not Talia. <laughs> maybe we're, maybe we overthought it. Maybe Christopher Nolan was messing with us. Maybe she really is Miranda Tate because she's very charming. She's very likable. And I get why Bruce falls for her, at least in the middle, because she is doing all the right things and saying all the right things. And she's there for him when he's got no one or nothing, you know, Selena betrays him and then pieces out. Miranda's there to help him pick up the pieces or so we think. So like in the, in the theater, I was like, man, I really like her, which of course makes the betrayal all the more, you know, cutting. Mm. (laughs) Uh, but I, I like Miranda Tate. Um, of course, no, it was not a, a love meant for the ages, but I do like the character. And like I said, they came this close to tricking me in the moment uh, if it weren't for those damn set photos. But I remembered the set photos, but I was like, oh, maybe, you know, they, maybe they could have been fake. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she's number eight because I like everyone more, but I still like Miranda Tate. And, and when I watch it before she you know, stabs him in the side. I'm like, she's, she's a cool character. You know, she's got his back until she doesn't. Gotcha. I, I have something to say about it, Andy, but not, not quite yet. Um, I'll say, I'll go one further. Not only did I start to doubt it, I completely forgot. Oh, I saw the set. Like I saw the set photos and everything. I knew she was Talia and watching the movie throughout the movie. I just was so engrossed into the movie completely forgot. And when that happened, I'm like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, do you know like, what's funny is I had kind of forgotten about the set photos until after the fact. And this until she comes out in the outfit in the movie. And I went, Oh, that's right. I have seen that. But again, so it yep. cre- credit to Nolan and Marion Cotillard for almost tricking those of us who should have known better. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Joe, what is your number eight? Well, it's funny as I'm as I'm hearing you guys talk, I'm like, maybe this should not be my number eight. But um, I got to say, and this has no reflection on the movie whatsoever because I love the movie. But mine is Vicky Vale from Batman 89. I mm, have never bought into that relationship. I don't think you're necessarily really supposed to. I don't know. But like it is there. It's you're supposed to think that they fell in love over one night of hanging out with Alfred, but I just never got into her as a character. And I mean, she's charming and she's, you know, entertaining throughout the movie. I don't have a problem with the performance or anything like that, but as far as a love interest for Bruce in the context of all these other movies that we've gotten, there's just not much there for me in that movie. And I think we get a lot more in the sequel as we get going here. We'll talk about that. Um, And that's just kind of, that's probably one of my biggest hot takes on this list is I had to keep her pretty low and I don't like doing it because again, Batman 89 is pretty high up on my Batman movie list, but the love interest is not what, you know, for lack of a better term, interests me in that movie. Gotcha. Well, I don't, I'm not ready to talk about Vicky yet. And I don't think Andy is either. Um, I guess we'll have to keep Vicky waiting. Oh, Oh, there it is. (laughs) That's why Jamie didn't want to come. Ah, makes sense. All right. Well, my number eight um, is Chase Meridian. And for 
very again, many of the reasons that you guys have already said. Um, I think the only thing that puts her a little bit higher than the uh, last two on my list is my nostalgia for Batman forever. Um, and it just gave it a little bit of a bump over the other two because I do have a soft spot for that movie. Um, as Andy is cringing, um, Brendan is cheering. It, yeah, it's it's my first Batman movie. So it, that's the only reason it gives it a little bit of the edge. I didn't realize until I was a little older that uh, it, this was the horny uh, Batman love interest. But there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you it, you pick up on so much more as you get older. I will yes. say, I, I, I'll give him a little bit of credit. Um, Chase Meridian was like smack in the middle of Brendan's list. So even he didn't let, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, nostalgia always plays a part, but yeah, yeah he did not, he did not rank based solely on nostalgia. Well, then, and, and that's good. Cause you should keep, you know, things in, in realistic aspect, I think so that I couldn't put her any higher than that, but she did get a little bit of a bump. I get it. All right. Well, moving on to number seven, Andy. All right. Well, number seven, it's time for me to talk about Catwoman from Batman, the movie 1966. Oh, not too much higher than me then. No, not too much higher. And, and I think for, you know, a lot of the same reasons. Miss Kitka is the love interest. Catwoman is not. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, there's some time spent on the romance between Bruce and Kitka, but for the most part, Catwoman is a straight up villain for the entire movie. And so it's just as a love interest, you know, that's a very small part of the overall movie. Although the part where they dance and that song, I'll never forget that song for the rest of my life. That song you should listen to on Valentine's Day with your loved ones. Um, <laughs> that very like <laughs> sappy French song that they dance mm-hmm. to. It's on the the special edition of the soundtrack. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I Lee Merriweather was amazing in the role and I think she's great. And I think that Adam West does a good job of selling his infatuation with Miss Kitka, especially I love that final moment where he realizes that Catwoman is Kitka and he's just staring at her heartbroken. And that song plays while he's looking at her and she's got no remorse whatsoever. But uh, yeah, you know, she's, she's as low as she is at number seven because the love story isn't all that, you know, deep or developed, but, you know, I still enjoy it and I've got a soft spot for it. It's still a ton of fun. Yeah. Well, I'll jump in because she's my number seven also. Oh, terrific. Um, Completely agree with everything you said. And I think I have a tendency to like the, you know, the, the torn Bruce Wayne in this movie where like he, he's so heartbroken that, the woman that he fell for was the villain. And it's not as uh, cut and dry as Talia in the dark Knight rises to me. It's more of like a, did she fall for me while she was doing this whole thing? Or did I imagine it? And I, I like that whole, like you said, the final, the final look on Adam West's face when he realizes who it is at the end. And I love that stuff. So that's, that's why she's a little higher for me. Um, I do really like that performance. Uh, so, so yeah, I have her at number seven. Which kudos to the moment though, because it might be one of the more dramatic moments of that era of Batman, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Bruce realizing. Um, so yeah, th- it's a great moment, but again, like, like you guys were saying, and that's, that's why it was as low for me. Cause it's not 
It's not technically a, a love interest. Yeah, that movie um, has some good dramatic moments for. I mean, they, they took their time with some stuff in that movie that they don't really, they didn't tend to do in just the you know the twenty two minute, twenty three minute uh, episodes that they had. I mean, and it, it, she's enough of a le- love interest that things get hot and heavy enough that Robin feels like he needs to turn <laughs> off the monitor. <laughs> so about that. you know. All right. Well, coming to my number seven, and this is what I wanted to discuss when you were, you guys were discussing it a few minutes ago. Mine is number is Miranda Tate as my number seven. And what I wanted to bring up was I had told Joe before I didn't really start getting into the internet um, side of like comic books and comic book movies and things like that until right around the time of Batman V Superman. Um, so like even during the time of the dark Knight rises, it was like, I read comics, I watched the movies outside of that. I, I wasn't in the, you know, online circles where all of these things were going around. So I didn't know anything about the set photos. I didn't know anything about the rumblings that, that Miranda was Talia. So it came as a legit shock to me in the movie theater when the reveal happened, when she stabbed him in the side. I did not. I, I had no idea going in that she was Talia. So they pulled it off really well, and I think that's why Miranda ranks so high for me. Because versus you know Catwoman from Batman the movie, you knew that she was a villain the entire time. I did not know that Miranda was a villain until the twist actually worked for me. So it, for all the reasons you said, Andy, I mean, it is for 75% of the film, it's a legit love interest love story. And I had, I had taken a, a really strong liking to Miranda as a love interest for Batman. In fact, I was conflicted over who I wanted him to end up with Selena or Miranda. So for that reason, I mean, that's, that's why she, she lands where she does. Cause ultimately it doesn't end up being a love story, but I think they did it so effectively that I, I to this day, I, I enjoy that story. That's awesome. Yeah. That that's is, really cool that you did not yeah, know that. Ahead yeah. Of time. I mean, God, I had, I had the Roz twist spoiled for me for Batman begins. And this oh, one, I remember again, that. Like, and like, ah, oh, so you're, you're lucky is the point, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and the sucky get, thing is, I, I think I'm worse off now that I am in the online yeah, circles. Yeah, yeah, you were better off. You should have stayed in your happy little <laughs> happy in my little bubble world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I I can't remember what Joe and I had talked about, but there was another something that went on. It might have been before BBS, uh, but there was a bunch of leaks and things like that. But yeah, it was like up until that point, I didn't know. So it was a blissful ignorance. Nice. All right. Well, the final picks for this half of the episode, we are to our number sixes. So Andy, what is your number six love interest? My number six is Vicki Vale from Batman, AKA Batman 89. Um, we got to remember guys, the title of that film is Batman. There's no 89 in the title, but anyway, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Vicki Vale is number six. It makes me a little sad that she's as low as she is, but I mean, let's be real. Like you said, um, of all the things I love about Batman, 
the love story is one of the weaker elements. It's fine. It works. It's very much of its time. You know, it's very much movie logic. Like Mm -hmm. you said, they get together, they go on one date, they decide they're in love. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, are we going to try to love each other? We're going to try to make this work. It was one date girl. Um, (laughs) But I think, I think Kim Basinger does a great job considering she was hired two weeks before production. Uh, and she was a last minute fill in. I think she does a great job with what she is given. I think that Vicky is smart. I think Vicky is um, likable and charming. And so, yes, you you do end up with Batman having to save her a lot, which, again, I, I more credit to the time than I do the movie. Um, but because of that, that's why, you know, she's on the lower end or the lower half, because, yeah, she's not super strong or she's not super deep. She's just a very kind of traditional movie love interest from the eighties. Cause that's what she is. Um, but I still have a lot of affection for her because of yes, because of nostalgia. And because I do think that she's still a likable character unto herself. So I will always have a soft spot for the character of Vicki Vale, mostly because of the film, because yeah, you know, I was obsessed with the movie and, and as far as I was concerned back in 1989, Vicki Vale is Batman's girlfriend. Vicki Vale is Batman's Lois Lane. So I love her a lot, but I'm not going to pretend that she is the deepest or strongest of Batman's love interests. Nice. Well, I- I'm going to jump in right here because Vicki Vale is also my number six. Um, and yes, nostalgia plays a huge part in this because 80, I, mean, I keep wanting to say 89, but you're right. It's Batman. Um, so Batman is, is such an integral part of, of every Batman fans fandom, I think. Mm-hmm. And as you know, there, there's so many people that will tell you now, Oh, Vicki Vale is so annoying because all she does is scream and, and things like that. But when I watch the movie, I don't see that. I just, I just remember watching my VHS, my VHS tape of Batman. You know, what's and, funny is yeah. Like, especially now you get that a lot from fans, right? Of, yeah. oh, I, I can't handle the screaming and never crossed my mind in 20 years, maybe longer until someone said it. <laughs> exactly. And, and then I watched it and went, oh, I guess, but never even crossed my mind because I'm like, well, yeah, of course. She's being attacked by a deranged clown who wants to fry her face and make him part of her his collection. Like, of course, she's screaming. It just it never even crossed my mind as a negative until, you know, <laughs> this new era of online fandom pointed it out. And I went, oh, oh, OK, didn't notice. Exactly. And it's, it's one of those things I never picked, uh, picked up on either. Um, in fact, to be honest, I did not think about the whole one night stand. Now we're in love thing until I heard it on Holy Batcast. Uh, so, um, I, I just never put that together. I don't know if it was naive, uh, you know, just being naive or, or what it was, but, um, never no, thought like about I said, it. Like I said, because that's movie logic. Yes, that's not exactly. a, that's not a flaw with Batman. That's a that's just movie logic as people always in movies fall in love after one night together all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, you know, when it's Batman, it's going to be under more scrutiny and people are going to pick it apart because we can talk about Batman for 35 years. So but yes, like it's hard to hold it against this movie because that's true for every movie, you know? Well, and, and uh, the reason that she ranks as high as she does for me on this list is because I think the Kim Basinger performance is now an iconic 
part of Batman mythos because mm-hmm. every time um, I see Vicky and Vicky Vale, she predated Batman in, in 1989. But now every time that I see her pop up in the Arkham games or in a random comic, I think Kim Basinger. Mm-hmm. So for that, I mean, for that reason alone, that's, that's why she ranks where she does on my list. Well, other than um, the, the serials, I think, I don't have any reference to Vicky Vale being a love interest to Batman because she predates us so uh, so far in the comics. I mean, she was a love interest back when, like, in what, the 40s? Like, when was hmm. the last time she was actually a love interest or even a major character in the comics? It's been a long time. I want to say she had a resurgence in the 90s because of Batman 89. Okay. I want to say she showed back up then because of that, because there are a lot of people coming to the comics expecting to see her. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think she did, but you're right. Like, you know, recently, uh, yeah, like none that I can. Well, she, she was a big part of, was it either cataclysm or no man's land? She was, she was like Possibly, on the path to trying but, to figure out who Batman was. Not really yes, a love interest. She, she, exactly. Not a love interest. She might've played a part in the whole Lex Luthor thing. Um, we're trying to like, you know, uncover that maybe, but again, not as a love interest. So even I'm the one that has her lower than you guys on the list, but it's not because of the reasons you mentioned Annie with like the screaming, that stuff never really bothered me. Like you said, it's part of the movie. It, to me, it was just more of buying the love interest as compared to the rest of the list, not necessarily mm-hmm. as the film, you know, wants you to feel. Yeah, that's fair. Gotcha. Well, I think it's very fitting because Joe, this was your idea. Um, and this is, this is your love child here. <laughs> um, so I think it's very fitting that you get the last word. So what is your number six on your list? Well, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm the first person to say this character, but, uh, for me, and again, my top of the list, I'm, if this was a debate, I would be losing and switching my list, but I'm trying to keep it the way it was. Um, okay. But I, I got uh, Selena Kyle from The Batman as my number six. Um, no fault to the actress, no fault to the story. Just I prefer other love interests in these Batman films. And this, the top five on my list were really hard to come up with. Even the top, I mean, the top six. Um, she just lost out to other versions of these characters. Um, I really like her performance. Um, I really like. Like I buy the love interest to an extent, or the I buy the relationship to an extent, but I think there's a lot more going on in this film than that interests me. And I think that it kind of becomes a problem with me for most of these films is it's not fair, but if I'm more interested in everything else going on, the love interest tends to annoy me. And I'm not even saying that that's the case in this movie. Like she doesn't annoy me, but I'm much more interested in everything else going on in the movie than Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle's relationship in this movie. So it doesn't impact the movie enough for me to have it higher on my list, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. And the interesting part about that is, Neither me nor Andy can talk about her yet. So you'll have to hear our thoughts on the Holy Batcast side. Um, but interesting choice. What I think what's most interesting about this and splitting it is in half is that there's names I'm surprised by 
and names that I'm surprised we're going to hear later. So it's going to be very interesting to get to the other side and hear about that. But Mm -hmm. Andy, Hmm. what are your thoughts on where our lists are shaking out so far? Is it what you expected or was there surprises for you in the bottom half? Not a ton of surprises. You know, I, I I can't say I would have guessed where everything landed exactly, but I feel like everybody has good reasons for who was in number six through 10. And there was nothing. I didn't think there was any super hot takes, you know, like certainly you can quibble about position, but uh, yeah, everything that that has been brought up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It makes sense because I do feel like we've been mostly consistent. Right. Even if the positioning has been a little different, I mm-hmm. feel like we've all covered. Well, wait, you haven't. Co- we all covered Julie Madison, Miranda Tate and Catwoman from Batman the movie and now Vicky Vale. Right. Yes. So we so we've agreed on four out of the five that we've done so far, which so, you know, we're not bad. Yeah, pretty consistent. Um, well, saying that, Joe, since since this was your idea. Um, is this where you thought it would shake out? Is it, is everything going according to your plan so far? Everything is going according to my plan, except for one glaring, <laughs> um, omission I've had in the bottom five. And, um, Ooh. we'll see what happens, uh, in the second part of where, uh, how everything else shakes out because I, I am very interested how my list compares because like I said, I did not look at the majority of what everyone else had. And again, I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out where I was putting these, these characters. And like I said, if it was a debate, I like right now, like listening to you guys talk about certain characters, I'm like, Oh, I got to change that one. Oh, I got to change that one. But I'm really, I'm not doing that. I'm sticking with to my guns on what I had for God knows what reason I was thinking about when I was making these lists. And we'll go from there. Cause I'm, I think it'll make for an interesting conversation when we see the top of my list. No, change it. Join us. One of <laughs> us. One of us. Get awesome. Chase Meridian down in that bottom half, oh. brother. Oh, that's the... Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> that's it it didn't that, even hit me. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, we are gonna we are gonna go ahead and put a pin in it because that's I can't say any more without spoiling everything. Um, but this was fun. Uh, I can't wait to get into the top half on Holy Backcast, and that'll be coming to you guys really soon. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming along the ride, and Andy, thank you so much for doing another crossover uh, with us. You know, we love Holy Backcast, and we love having you guys on. I wish it could have been the whole crew, but. You know, it it is what it is. Scheduling is a bear sometimes. But thank you so much. I am my pleasure. It was a good idea, Joe. Thanks for the invite. It's good because you, you know how to get me. You're like, hey, Andy, I got an idea for a holiday special. And I'm like, well, then I'm in. I'm in. Uh, yeah. And it's a bummer that Jamie and Brendan couldn't join. I know they wish they could. But Brendan is it's so hard with the time zones. And then poor Jamie has just been working like crazy. So um, they love you guys. But uh, I'm going to have to suffi- suffice. Sorry about that. Well, you, you definitely suffice Andy more than more so. Um, but why don't you, I, you've got so much to plug, so please do it. Uh, let us know where you, where we can find you. Well, the most important thing is everybody listening needs to go over to Holy Batcast and listen to part two of this conversation. Most important. So Absolutely. find, find Holy Batcast, check that out. Odds are you already know that. 
Yeah, let's um, let's be honest. They they already tuned into that episode and said, "Oh, we have to go back and find TFR." Let's <laughs> <laughs> not kid ourselves here. We know where we are. <laughs> um. Anyway, there's also real fans for real movies. We just finished doing our year end wrap up, so that was a lot of fun. There's also Disorder, every Disney film. Most recently, we did Pocahontas two, everybody's favorite. But don't worry, this month we're doing Finding Nemo, which everyone is going to be very excited about. So all those shows are part of the Real Fans Network. You can. Check them out at rf4rm.com and you can find me on all the socials. It's always just my name, Andy DiGenova, to make it easier to find me. Awesome. And again, Joe, thank you so much for coming up with the idea. It was a really good one. I uh, can't wait to get to the second half, but why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd as j 411 and you can find me on Facebook as Joe Fornarotto, F-O-R-N-A-R-O-T-T-O. And yeah, thank you again, Andy, for coming on. And yeah, thanks for having me again, Eric. Absolutely. As for myself, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram, X, and Letterboxd at carter 89 That's carter 89 The show can be found on Facebook, Instagram, X, and Threads at TFRBatPod. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way that you can do that is to leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Written reviews on Apple Podcasts do get read on the show. We also read emails, so if you have one for us, shoot that to tfrbatpod at gmail.com. If you're looking for another way to support the show, we don't ask that you spend a dime on this show. But if you'd like to, you can go to redbubble.com and search shop TFR, all one word, and find our awesome logos on all kinds of merchandise there. Our theme song was created by the very talented Gaurav Venkateswar, and his music can be found at gvtunes.com. Make sure you go to the link in the description of this podcast. Go check out Organic Price Books. Use our promo codes there. Save yourself a little money and support this show while you do so. But thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a very safe and happy Valentine's Day with your loved ones. And until next time, make sure you keep that bat signal lit and pointed skyward. Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane and is the sole property of Warner Brothers Discovery. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Comics, or DC Studios. The thoughts and opinions of the participants of this show are their own and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. And we became friends, and then we fell in love, and then... Sorry, wait, why are we doing this? Because everyone knows all this shit already. So I'm just trying to understand. I, just, I think these things need to be a certain length. Oh, my God. How do we... How do we end this? I could recap Shrek 3. So, when King Harold dies, Shrek learns... How about we just, like, say Happy Valentine's Day to everyone and get the f*** out of here? Right. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day! Day.